Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where, did you, where did you come from, Greg? <laughs> I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. <sighs> what if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the very last Monday episode of Allison Rosen's Your New Best Friend of 2020. Thank goodness to this year. I say good riddance. Fuck you. You've been very hard. You've been very painful. You've been full of grief. You've had small joys, but I don't feel like focusing on them right now because I'm kind of in a bad mood. Um, But anyway, allow me to explain what's in store for you for the next however long this episode is. It may be a little bit on the short side, um, or who knows? I could just flap my gums. I could overflap. There could be a case of chronic overflapping of gums. Anyway, uh, it is Sunday right now. The episode... goes up excuse me the episode goes up tonight this is literally and note i didn't say literally i don't i feel like i like i prefer a literally um it is literally the closest to the deadline i've ever done this episode usually i like to have it done a little earlier in the week this is like the most last minute i've ever let things be Tony, my producer, is just sitting there waiting for this episode. And yet, I mean, it's just a real high pressure situation we found ourselves in. And here's what happened. The intention was to do the episode yesterday, Saturday. Um, We were going to have childcare yesterday, but then she wanted to take one more COVID test, which I completely understand. And she said, could she come Sunday instead? And I was like, that's totally fine. I will just rearrange what I had planned to do yesterday, which was this episode and a Patreon Zoom party. I'll just do it Sunday. And then she came and uh was here for a, a couple hours and then Owen, my my well he's I was gonna say my baby, but my almost two year old, um, had a fever. And she gave him Motrin, but then she started to feel really nervous about it, which I completely understand. Um, there's no indication that he could be COVID positive. We have not been exposed. Everyone's tested and everything else. But I also completely understand, like, I can't say that I wouldn't have the same reaction. It's so scary right now. So she felt terrible. She felt like she was like leaving us in a lurch. And I'm like, don't, we'll, you know what? All bets are off right now. We'll handle it. So the intention was to have Daniel on the episode with me. We were going to take calls. We were going to take a look back at the year this shitty, shitty year. Uh, And then also he was going to do his latest installment of Daniel's Cool Beans. 
but then uh, he is watching the kids. So this episode is just me and my foul mood um, and your calls. And I will take a look back at the crappy year. Um, here's the thing, though. As I said all this, it occurred to me, I don't feel like I saw Daniel writing an installment of Daniel Cool Beans, where he reviews beans. <sighs> the intention was he'd review beans, but then lately he said that he wanted to review Tomorrowland because he has a lot of things that he wants to say to the Imagineers, all of whom one would assume are listening. He just has, he feels like Tomorrowland started off strong and has uh, lost its way. And I can't say yay or nay to that. But basically I was like, look, you can do whatever you want with Daniel's Cool Beans. I think the people want the beans reviews. They want reviews of beans, but it could just be, you know, whatever, whatever you feel passionate about, you can review that. But I don't think he, and I just hit the microphone, I'm out of control. I don't think he had, had put pen to paper. So maybe he orchestrated and coordinated this whole thing. Tony, put in some kind of sound effect that's like, dun, dun, dun. So anyway... Maybe this is all Daniel's fault. So last minute, we don't have childcare, uh, but I did just do the Zoom party. And normally my Patreon Zoom parties are just for the confidant and above level. But I decided since we all need a little something fun at the end of the year to open it up to patrons of all levels. And there were a lot of people and it was really fun. Excuse me. I'm a young boy hitting puberty. Evidently. Is the whole episode going to be like this? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was quite fun. And it, it was even emotional because, and I shared this on the shows that were uh, in April around when it happened, um, a listener of the show who was a very like beloved member of the Alice Rosen's New Best Friend community who would come to the live shows. Um, she was on the fan cast a lot. She's someone that I had met a number of times. Becky McClure passed away. And I still think about her all the time. And it's just when I do like a chill goes through my body because it's just so crazy to me that she's not here anymore. And one of her best friends, who's not a listener of the show, not a regular listener, maybe never has listened, I don't know, um, signed up for Patreon and joined the, the Patreon chat, or sorry, joined the Zoom party. And in the chat room, she, she introduced herself kind of late in, in the show and introduced herself and was like, hey, I'm not a regular listener, but I'm here because I was really good friends with Becky and, and being here makes me feel closer to her. And then we just started sharing memories of Becky and it was... So it was meaningful and special and poignant and sad, but it was profound. So thank you to everyone who joined. Um, And if you would like to be part of all that, it's usually not sad, Um, even though special and sad. It's, It's usually neither special nor sad. I don't even know how I'd describe it. It's patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon dot com slash Allison Rosen and I have fun stuff planned for 2021. Let's take a call. Again, if you'd like to call in and leave us a message, 
We might play it on the show. 323-553-2331. 323-553-2331. And the prompt was recording the last show of 2020, the last Monday show of 2020, right? Oh my God. Tony, leave it in. Leave it all in. Let it all hang out. You guys, I am, this is not me at my best. For one, my hair is curly right now. For two, I need to blow my nose. For three, I'm feeling blue. And I will explain why. It's not for like beautiful grief reasons. It's for petty fear of rejection reasons. I'll get into that after I play this message. But anyway, I I said, um, leave us a message and let us know how it's going out there. So here are some messages. Here's one. Hi, Allison and maybe Daniel. This is Jen. Um, Happy almost 2021. I'm uh, feeling a little stressed and sad right now because we tried to spend Christmas together. We all tested and quarantined, but my mom had some major anxiety about still getting together and we tried to be respectful of that, but not all of my family could be respectful of her anxiety. And so now there's some drama and family feuding going on, and it's a pretty big bummer. Um, it really uh, kind of put a dark cloud over Christmas with everyone fighting. And I have two little guys, so they brightened it up. Um, anyway, I hope you guys had a really nice Christmas. and. Um, uh, and a happy new year. All right, then. Bye. Jen, I am so sorry to hear that. And I totally feel you. And I relate to that. Um, I just, and it sounds like you're, you're feeling this way too. You just can't knock someone else's anxiety right now when no one knows for sure how this is spread and you hear stories of people being completely safe and someone still or safe in quotes and someone still gets it. And now there's this variant that is supposed to be more easily transmittable, which I'm like, how is that? I don't understand. (laughs) What does that even mean? Does it go through masks? Like, what are we talking about? Um, So, but I think you you feel the same way about that. I'm just saying, I totally get it. I get where the anxiety is coming from. And I'm so sorry that there's this dark cloud that was hanging over your holidays. Something that I have been working on, trying to work on, is letting other people have their stuff and their drama and just letting it be between them and going, you know what? This is not mine. I'm not going to pick this up. And it's really, really hard, especially when other people are telling you, you know, when you get caught in the middle and... For me, being like a good girl, a good daughter, a good sibling is hearing it out, trying to help the person fix it, trying to make everyone feel better, trying to placate. And I don't think it's it's not really healthy or helpful. It's just what I've always done. And so it feels really bad to me. Um to not do it. 
but I try to just, and even when people don't include me in their drama, when I get wind of it, I still feel like it's my job to try to fix it. I'm not, I don't know at all that that's what's going on with you. Um, but on the off chance that it is, join me in, in trying to just allow other people to sort through their stuff and, and to not feel as if I have to take it on. Um, that being said, you know, the other night, Daniel was in a bad mood, and I asked him more than once, does it have to do with me? Are you upset with me? Because he admitted he was, he just was feeling demoralized, he said, and he admitted he was in a bad mood, um, but it, that it didn't have to do with me. But I couldn't accept that it didn't have to do with me, because it di- I felt like it just does in some way. Like, I couldn't, he wasn't being forthcoming about what it was, he was just clearly in a bad mood. And it was like, I was having so much trouble just allowing him to be in this bad mood and separating myself and going, he's over here in this bad mood. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to feel sad. You don't have to feel bad. You are allowed to just have your own separate mood and feel the way you would normally feel. You're two separate people. You do not have to share the same mood or energy. And it was so tough, but I did it because I wanted to, because I was all this stuff that I've heard and learned in therapy, you know, was like letting, going through my head, like let, I, I, what I wanted to do was be like, fine, because he didn't want to eat. So I ate alone and I wanted to be like, fine. And just march into the other room and be like, if you're, if you're going to be that way, then I don't want to be around you. But it's like, there wasn't really reason to be mad at him. I just felt this stuff coming up in response to how to his his mood and i was trying to tell myself just let go with love just let him be in his in his mood um and then the next day he reacted to my mood and kind of went through the same thing we're both a little bit codependent in this way but then we talked it all through both of us explaining how we felt in response to the other one's mood. And I felt like a thousand pounds lighter and he did too. And it was really good. That wasn't about the collar specifically. That was just about my own adventures in codependency and in learning how to be around someone who's in a bad mood and let them be in a bad mood without feeling like I have to fix it. Um, I don't know if you guys suffer from that as well, or if you can relate to that. I'm going to suspect you can. I feel like all of us are way more similar than we think. (sighs) So anyway, the reason I am in right now this kind of cruddy mood is that uh, I saw this tweet, and I'll read it. And the tweet was well-meaning, but it's from Heidi, and it says, um, I'm sorry, but your nanny is definitely ghosting you. I was a nanny and definitely would have responded to a family I wanted to go back to and would have used the COVID as an out for the families I didn't want to go back to. And then she put the um, emoticon emoji that's like a smiling face, like like with teeth bearing the or gritting teeth going like, that's what I imagine the sound effect is. Um, And I think this is a truth that I've tried, or this is a possible interpretation that I've been trying to push out of my head. So for anyone who is not up to speed on the whole story, um, our nanny who has been with us for like three, almost four years, uh, around the beginning of November, 
needed to have surgery and said she was going to be out for three to four weeks. And I thought it's probably going to be a little bit longer than that. Um, But I texted her right before the surgery or, or maybe right after I can't remember, you know, wanting to know how it went and how are you feeling? And, and we sent her a video from the kids saying, I hope you feel better soon. And I just got no response. There was like, no, it was so bizarre. Ever since she walked out the door that day, there's been no response. I did eventually get a response from her daughter who was texting from her phone, from the nanny's phone, um, saying that surgery went well. You know, there's a, a few complications afterwards, but she's doing well and she's, she's recovering with, she's at the daughter's house now recovering. Then I didn't hear for a while. Um, and then uh, finally, I got in touch with her sister who told me that she had been diagnosed with COVID and was in the hospital. And that was my, uh, my reaction to that. I mean, I was devastated for her and really afraid that she wasn't going to get out of the hospital. And really, it sounded like she was like in a very bad way. Um I, I, I glossed over part of the story, which is for the entire time that I didn't hear from her, I mean, I still haven't heard from her, but for all that time, I was, I, I was coming up with all these fantastical uh, explanations for what had happened. Like, did she get sucked into a cult? Did she, you know, run away with some no good guy who won't let her use her phone? Did she just lose her phone? Did, did does she not want to work for us anymore? I think that was the one that was the most upsetting to me. Like, does she not want to work for us anymore? Did she go back to the family that she was with before us? Has she found another family? Did someone, you know, hire her away? Um, and none of that really made – I was just like, I thought she was happy <laughs> working for us. Um, I'm so confused. And also, and this is – like during when, – when COVID first happened, we didn't have her for an extended period of time. And I know a lot of people who – either paid their nannies a reduced rate or just didn't pay them at all. But like I gave her the, for the entire time that she wasn't with us, but I gave her the full rate. And I'm, I, I mean, I feel like that's like, I shouldn't share that. It's self grandizing to share that, except that I share that to illustrate that I view her as someone that we take care of and as someone who is very, like a member of the family. And so of course I'm not just going to like throw her to the wolves when that happened. Um, I think what's the most jarring about this is that it makes me go, well, I thought we had a certain kind of closeness and a certain kind of relationship. And what if I was wrong about that? So anyway, um, so, so I had all these ideas of what's going on and it was really like driving me nuts. And, and, Kind of in the way where when you're dating someone and then all of a sudden they ghost you. I'm sure there's some people who are like, okay, whatever, on to the next. I was never one of them. For me, not knowing is so much harder than knowing. Like I would rather hear, I think we're better as friends than just never hear from the person ever again. Granted, dating and an employee-employer situation are very different. I'm just telling you emotionally like what was where I was coming from. Not the most... Uh, sophisticated or adult place. So then when I found out she had COVID, it was like, 
oh my God, of course, of course it's that. That's the most obvious thing that it would be right now. I feel so foolish for jumping to all these conclusions. And then I was just worried, is she going to be okay? And then I found out from her sister that she had been discharged, which was just such a huge, huge relief, and that she was going to live with her sister, or that she'd gone back to Texas with another sister who can look after her and give her the care that she needs, which is, you know, begs the question, how, what, what is going on with her right now? Like how, you know, you hear of people just being so weak and in such a bad way from COVID, the long haulers who have, who are in a bad way for a long time, which is what I imagine is happening. Um, and I am trying to just take a like, I don't know yet what's going on with, I mean, I know sort of what's going on with her, but I don't know yet why I didn't hear. And I think the best thing for me to do is to just be like open, calm and open about it, you know, calm, it'll be okay. And open in the sense of like, when I do hear from her, I will, you know, what I don't want to do is like, I didn't hear from you. And therefore, blah, blah, blah. Am I making any sense? I might not be. Uh, what I, well, let me articulate that more clearly. There's a part of me that's hurt that I haven't heard from her, even though I get that, like, there's all these other things that have been going on at the same time. It's now been two months and I've sent countless text messages. I also called and it went straight to voicemail and I I heard that when someone's in the COVID ward in the ICU, they're not allowed. I don't know if she was in the ICU, but like they take all objects away. You're not even allowed to have your phone. So for all I know, she, I don't even know if she has her phone. Um, but there's been, you know, the fact that she hasn't tried to, to communicate with me at all is so confusing to me because it makes me say like, but I, I was under the impression that she was really close with my kids they're really close with her. So it is very confusing. And, you know, Elliot asks about her and want and wants to send pictures to her and wants to know when she's coming back. And, but even if, if the answer is she's not coming back, she doesn't want to work for us anymore. I would like to hear that. I'm sorry, you guys, I don't mean to drag you into all this. So anyway, this tweet, which says that she's definitely ghosting us and it's because she doesn't you don't want to come back to us sort of just ignited all of that inside me. And it makes me, you know, go ruminate on that again. But the truth is, even if she doesn't want to work for us anymore, that's okay. People's what they're looking for in a job changes. I get that. You know, I'm sure she has, I think she wants to go to nursing school. Like there's many, whatever, it's all okay. But I just, it's hitting like a pretty, uh, sensitive part of me that's feeling like that's feeling wounded and rejected and it just got triggered. Um, Heidi, don't take it responsible. Don't feel like you caused this. Not that you necessarily would. Um, you know, it's when, like when you're trying to push a certain interpretation of, of events out of your head and then someone makes that interpretation, um, it's like, no, they will, if another human being thinks that, then it must be true. I just think we just don't know yet. We just don't know what's going on. But I hate not knowing. Let's listen 
to another call. Yeah. Hey, Allison, you asked the Twitterverse how we're all doing. So, but first I want to say, well, you actually called me years ago, but I was like sleeping or something. Uh, you know, you call me randomly to be on your show. So, you know, it's poetic justice that I'm on your show now, I guess, if you play this message. Yeah, so I'm an artist from uh, Michigan. I'm doing uh, okay, but, you know, I, I, you know, my love life is not great, but uh, I'm alive and, uh, you know, I've got three cats. What can I say? <laughs> Bye. Clearly, this person is not up to speed on the Monday shows because if if they were, they would know that we like you to say your name at the top and then also say it at the end. Daniel in particular cannot remember people's names. And so he likes when the person's like, thanks for listening. This has been Jen. So you know. But anyway, um, that's crazy. That must have been years ago. I think that you are referring to fan phone call where I would have people send in their phone numbers. And then at random, I would pull a phone number out of either a sombrero or a double broiler, double boiler, excuse me, double boiler. Uh, and then I would call and sometimes people would answer and then more often than not, they wouldn't. And so I would just leave them a message. So really, we're just playing like a very, very slow version of phone tag. But thanks for calling. Um, you know, it's tough. The, the, the dead love life right now, I totally get it. It's a weird time to be meeting people. Are you on the apps is what I would want to know. And I need to hear more details about your three cats. As I mentioned earlier, we did a Patreon episode, Patreon Zoom party, and I got to meet a lot of people's very adorable pets, and it was pretty fun. So if you guys listening, want to be part of the next Zoom party and you have a pet, bring it. If you don't have a pet, get one before the next Zoom party, please. They are, they're monthly. Listen, you guys, the new year can be a good time for a mental health check-in. If you have always wanted to try therapy or you'd like to try it again, or you just need to talk some things out, BetterHelp offers online licensed professional therapists who are trained to listen and to help you with issues, including anxiety, depression, LGBT matters, trauma, grief, self-esteem, nannies suddenly leaving, and more. Finding a therapist can be intimidating and time-consuming, but with BetterHelp, you just simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus exchange unlimited messages with your therapist from the comfort of your own home. Everything you share is confidential. If for any reason you're unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge, which I think is great because you might be thinking, but I don't... I can't commit right now. Don't push me to commit to someone right now. It is not a commitment. If you feel like it's not the right fit, they will get you someone new. No additional charge. Join the 1 million plus people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp counselor. BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BESTFRIEND. Get started today at BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash bestfriend. There's no shame in asking for help. 
Okay. Um, I also want to direct you guys to my Amazon storefront where I have made all these different lists of products and items that I use, that I love, and that I recommend. So I've got all my beauty stuff, skincare stuff, all my podcasting gear and podcasting equipment. Hey, Allison, how do you manage to make a show that sounds so good, but says so little? That's you. How do you manage to say like and um so many times, but it sounds crystal clear? How is it that you manage to fill my ear holes with your dulcet tones, but ultimately I just feel like you complained and ruminated for an hour and also there were some calls? These are some Apple podcast reviews I would like to receive, but make them five stars. That's the important part. But also I care about your words. All I'm saying is if you want to shop my gear, all the specific items that I use are, are there. I've also made kid stuff. I made baby stuff and then I made kid stuff. Although it, I feel like maybe I should have done it like Elliot and Owen. I don't know. I've got Daniel's Corner. You may have heard me talking about Daniel's Corner. I made I'm going to throw out the link and then I'll tell you about Daniel's Corner. It's amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. So again, that's amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Daniel's Corner, I told him he needs to let me know what he wants me to put in his corner. But until he carves out the... Like Daniel doesn't do anything half-assed. He does everything whole-assed. So until he has time to whole-ass it, he's not going to do it. But I'm like, I want to get this up now. Because people need to see the kind of items you use. So I have filled it with the sleep mask he recommends, Excedrin, Beano, his dental floss, his nasal saline spray, his nose strips. I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Let me show you exactly what's in there. Can you hear this clicking and this clacking? You might not be able to. But it, it sounds like a, a keyboard clicking and clacking. Also, completely unrelated. Are you guys watching The Flight Attendant? Having trouble getting into it. I'm watching it, but I'm having trouble getting into it. Okay. Here's Daniel's corner. Oh, his his Apple stylus pencil thing for his iPad. The, the headphones, the noise-canceling headphones that he gave me, but then they became his property somehow. This happened with a few of the things he's given me. The thermostat he recommends, the light bulb he recommends, a couple of pairs of men's slippers, both suede and leather. He has both. And then, yes, the, the dental floss, the special eye mask he likes, and his saline nasal gel. He would have put his body pillow, except he feels that there's a better version of it. The one that he uses is not. He can't give it the DQ stamp of approval just yet. Let's listen to another call. Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Kyla calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to let you know how my 2020 was. I was pregnant for much of the year and welcomed a baby boy on August 22nd. From March to August, I worked from home with my husband, our four-year-old, and a large golden lab. So we have had quite the year. Still have not been back to the office since having the baby, luckily. Quarantine is uh, in full effect here in Wisconsin. Me, the hubs, the dog, and both boys while I work from home. My four-year-old likes to stand behind me on video calls with partners at the accounting firm I work for and yell, Hi, Joe. None of them are named Joe, but he's quite festive and enthusiastic, and so they play along. So 
I'm really looking forward to 2021, hoping that both of my boys can have a somewhat normal life again, and hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Kyla, thank you for the lovely call. Congratulations on your baby boy born August 22nd. Uh, what are the chances that no one at this accounting firm is named Joe and they need to hire someone named Joe? That sounds really cute. Um, you you sound like you're in good spirits and you just had a essentially just had a baby. How do you do it? This is why I need to make to like take calls as opposed to just take messages. How do you do it? That's what I want to know. So I did want to look back a little bit at the year, although it might become depressing. Who knows? Let's, let's just start and we'll see. However, I will punctuate this with telling you guys about when my sister and I lived in New York. Have I mentioned that I lived in New York? I did. Sister and I were in New York and we were waiting for the subway. We, in New York, you just call it the train. We were waiting for the train and it was taking a while and we were getting bored and I'm like, oh, I have a fun idea of something we could do to pass the time. Let's pull out our phones and look at our contacts and like talk about them. This is back when we both, so we both pulled out our flip phones um, and we looked at the contacts and within, I'd say 45 seconds to 55 seconds, I was like, you know what? This isn't that much fun. It really was, it couldn't have been less fun. So, oh, I got to tell you guys about another thing that's not that fun. So I'm concerned that my look back at 2020, my retrospective in real time won't be that fun, but we'll see. But anyway, another thing, here's a fun thing to think about. When I worked at the OC Weekly, uh, a coworker named Dave Walenga and I came up with a game called Take Away the Office. And an example would be like a docent. You guys know what a docent is, right? It's someone at a museum who tells you, no, are they, are they at a museum or are they at a library? They're at a museum. They, they tell you about a whole bunch of stuff. And so it was like a docent take away the office is just a big know-it-all. So like with, you, you get it, right? And Or like a stockbroker take away the office is just a bookie. Um, and we came up with so many of them. I'm trying to think of other examples. Um, and I remember when I moved to New York, he gave me a book and he inscribed it. Like, now you're the answer to a takeaway the office. <laughs> but we were going to try to get it like trademarked or patented and we were going to write about the experience. But then <laughs> we realized the fatal flaw of the whole takeaway the office thing was that it's ultimately just not fun. Okay, so uh, we kicked things off in a strong way on January 2nd with an episode with Jenna Kim Jones. She came to town for one day only because she was trying to achieve like medallion status or gold status or silver status or some kind of status on her airline of choice. I want to say Delta, but I could be wrong. And so she had to fly a certain amount that year and she got in touch. She's like, I'm thinking of coming to LA for one day, just, just for a few hours. And I was like, oh my God, you have to do it. And I remember when she like, you know, got out of her Uber, she came straight from the airport, got out of her Uber and they dropped her off like three quarters of a block away. So it was that awkward thing where I'm standing outside my door and she's like, like kind of running toward me and I'm like, ah, hi, waving, but I'm, but like, it kind of took her a while to get to me. 
You know, it's like when you when you see someone from far away and then you're like, well, now what do I do? Except it was fun. It was fun to be like, ah, and jumping up and down. And I, I wanted to cry when I hugged her. And then she came in and we recorded a Patreon bonus episode and we recorded a regular Monday episode. So things were, and she was like, I'm going to come back soon, blah, blah, blah. Then the next episode was listener. I'm not going to go through every single episode, but the next one was listener picks which I have done for the last two years. Listeners send me their ideas for their favorite moments from the year. It can be from Monday episodes. It can be from Thursday episodes. It could even be from Patreon episodes. In that one, there was like an extent. Jeff Fox came on for a Patreon bonus episode and played a bunch of unused drops. And I was in tears laughing at them. I, I miss them. I miss him. Um, I love you, Tony. Don't dead. Not that you would, but that was not a that was not a statement about Tony. That was a statement about Jeff. Uh, so anyway, we play. And by the way, if you sign up for Patreon, you could the, you'll still be able to get all these episodes. At this point, there's like a million old episodes you get because anytime you sign up, you get all the whole back catalog of episodes. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, so anyway, we did that one, and I just couldn't bring myself to want to do it this year. I'm sorry. I don't know that anyone's like, I don't know that you would have realized that we didn't do it this year if I hadn't just pointed that out. But I felt like I'll just do this, this verbal retrospective, because this year can suck a donkey's butt. Then I had Jordan and Dave on so many in-person episodes, Adam Ferrara, Kevin and Jackie, Joel Stein. I always love talking to Joel Stein. He wrote a book called In Defense of Elitism, which was about, it's really not elitism though. It's like in defense of education is sort of how I regard it. But he traveled around the country talking to people who support Trump and he came on and he was someone, he used to have a column in Time magazine. And then before that, he even worked at Time Out in New York. He was someone that I was always a fan of um, before I ever, because I've, I've interviewed him a few times, but I was a fan of his before I, when I was just starting out as a writer. And he has this ability to disarm people and put them at ease, which is what I feel like that's my thing. But, you know, he got, he's instantly like asking, I forget if it was, it might've been before the microphones were on, but, uh, just like, how are you doing? How, what, where did you go to college? How's you know, talking to me like I'm this old friend of his, it, it's pretty magical to watch. I think he might, he might be better at it than I am, which is really given how highly I think of myself, that's me saying something. Then we had Wendy and Dave on, then Courtney Friel, an old uh, old pal from New York. Then Sketchfest recap. So today is the 27th. Yesterday was the 26th. One year ago yesterday, we were getting ready for Sketchfest and the Angoras, my old band, who all live in different places, got together in Orange County to practice for the first time in however many years it had been. It is crazy to me to think that that was a year ago because the world is so different right now. But things were, were good at the beginning of 2020. The Angoras had gotten back together. We did Sketchfest. Um, yeah. And then Jessica Chaffin came on. You know, I'm going to start going a little faster here. So then February 20th was the episode 
that we did at Sketchfest because we did it at the end of January with Kirsten Vangsness and Tony and the Angoras. Um, and that was super fun. Go back and listen to that. That one's fun. And uh, Becky McClure, who I mentioned earlier, she's on that episode and she's also on the Childish episode from Sketchfest. Then I had Lindsay DeFranco, Phil DeFranco's wife. She's great. Uh, then Jordan came on again. Let's see who else was on that episode. Well, it's titled Jordan's Workspace, Daniel's Nose Hairs, Mickey Mouse Shorts. Was there not someone else on? I don't know. Fortune Feimster came on. And then I really should be looking at this. Then we had David and Renee. Then Elise Lunin of Goop, who's someone. She was the chief content officer, I think, at Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. And she also hosts the Goop podcast frequently. Um, and she's someone that I worked with at Time Out New York. There was some blowback on that one, I have to say. I had a, a a perfectly good conversation with her. I like her a lot. I didn't know her that well at Time Out New York. She worked in the, what was it? Like the, I guess it was called Seek, but it was like, she covered shopping and beauty and that kind of stuff. And I'm always intimidated by fashion people because I feel like they would judge me and just, I feel like they're looking at me like you would wear that. You would put those two things together. You have no style. You have. And honestly, in the same way that when I wrote about music all the time, people were always nervous to tell me what kind of music they were into because they they thought I was judging them. I was never judging them. I'm sure that fashion people aren't judging other people unless we're to believe movies like the devil wears Prada, in which case sometimes they are. But everyone pretty much is just thinking about themselves. But so I was sort of intimidated by Elise at Time Out New York, but then I had her on and it was great. But then there was some pushback because there are people who feel like you shouldn't even give a platform to anything goop related because, well, there's, you know, all these reasons because it's like she peddles soft science or da da da. So there was that, but that was fun. Then I had Jackie and Ken. And that was March 12th, Jackie Johnson and Ken Reed. And that was the very last in-person Thursday show. Can you believe it? I can. Then Christina P., Christina Pajitsky was on my show. And that was the very last in-person recording at all. No, I think that recording had actually happened before the Jackie and Ken one. So those were the last two Monday show and Thursday shows I did in person. And I remember that Wendy and Dave were supposed to come on next. And well, actually, to go even further back, I remember talking to Jeff about like, what am I going to, you know, just the whole situation. And he was like, you'll probably still be fine for Monday shows. Um, And I remember I ordered extra microphone, the, the foam cover that goes over the microphones and all these cleaning supplies because I was prepared to be able to tell people I'm like disinfecting in between everything. Everyone will have their own mic cover. And I remember Wendy said that she was uncomfortable coming in person. She just like is, is very, you know, worried about the pandemic and they're just not going to leave their house. And at the time she said it, it seemed 
like that's an option, but it's an extreme one. Not everyone is going to do that. And Dave said he was still comfortable coming, but he's like, am I being crazy? I'm still okay with it. And I'm like, no worries at all. I totally get it. Let's just wait it out. And so then I reached out to Joe Quazala and Renee. And it was like, I reached out to them on a Friday for them to come Monday. And they were both okay with it. And then on Saturday, I checked in again. And Joe's like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. And I'm making up which days of the week it was. But like, I, like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. It, like, it happened so fast. He doesn't know if he feels comfortable anymore. Um, I was supposed to have Atsuko Okatsuka on. I had done Let's Go Atsuko, her, her fun Japanese style game show at Sketchfest. I was supposed to have her on. And I think she agreed to still come on in person Ear- earlier. She had agreed. And then it was like, what I forget specifically what happened that made it like, no one should be doing anything in person. So she was my first, my first Monday zoom Monday show guest. And that was before I was hardwiring myself directly into our modem via ethernet. And Tony was on that one too. And it was, it was a good episode, but it was so glitchy. And after that, I was just like, okay. And I, I had to figure out like, where is the bottleneck coming from? How do I fix this? And, and the, the fix was to buy a super long ethernet cord, which now is stretched from our modem inside the house, through the house, outside, across the grass and into the studio. I would like to get it hardwired somehow, but I haven't wanted to have a worker person come to our house. So uh, that was... So the the Thursday show was Daniel and me and your calls. And then we had Otsko. And then the next Thursday, or was that Monday? It doesn't really, no, the next Thursday show was Jenna and Al and Tony and Daniel. And I was inside the house. Daniel was also in the same room. And it was really good to have them on, but it was just the Zoom of it all was still really hard for me. It was really hard. Um, and then I had Greg Heller, he came on and then we had Wendy and Dave on zoom. And I think I began to feel like I was getting the hang of this zoom thing a little more. And then I had Alfred Schultz on, he was on very recently, but I was like, if I'm going to be doing things on the computer again, I may as well have some of the people who used to be regulars on my show when I was doing it as a show, a live streaming show from my apartment in Brooklyn in 2010. I may as well have some of them on. So I had him on. I had Corinne Kennedy on. Um, she is she is the source or the yeah, the source material of like my very favorite song, one of my very favorite songs that Trap Dog did, and it's called When Corinne Walks In. Tony, can you put that one here? When Corinne comes in, the hips will turn and the jaws all drop. When you see that girl, your palms get sweaty and your eyes will pop. When Corinne comes in, you better take a deep breath, cause your heart might stop. 
I just love that one. I need to make another friend named Corinne or I need to have the original Corinne come on the show more so I have a reason to play that song. Um, she was a regular. She came on the show when it was a live streaming Ustream show and tried to teach me how to be sexy. I don't think it worked. She also was one of the original gals from Gal Chat. But anyway, she came on a Patreon bonus episode. Um, let's see. And then we had Jackie and Ken. No, Jackie and Kevin. Uh, and the, you know what? I, again, I'm not going to go through all of it. And then Allie Ward and Jackie started coming on. And that was really fun. And then, I, like I said, I was starting to become more resigned to doing shows over zoom and I was doing the Thursday shows over zoom. I was no longer having Daniel on them because I was having him on special Monday shows where he and I would talk and take your calls. And the reason I was doing that is because first of all, I felt like this is a weird non like all bets are off right now. I don't know how long this is going to last but during it, because at this point, like Kevin said, he thinks we'll still be in our homes in December. Back in April, he's like, I think we'll still be in our homes in December. And if I had had a liquid in my mouth, I would have done a spit take. It was like, oh, my God, are you serious? And we heard that someone like I think maybe Jenna said that her kid's school was canceled till June. And it was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. It really seemed like it was going to be temporary. And so I thought during this temporary time, I want to give people something familiar and comforting they can return to. So it'll be the familiarity of me and Daniel every Monday. And that will be comforting, A. But B, it allows me to not have to do Monday shows on Zoom because I really like to be, and I'm a person who doesn't like to do anything, but I really like to be in by that, I don't mean I don't experience joy. Some would say I don't. No, uh, I don't mean I, I don't like to do anything. I mean, I am very comfortable staying home and being an introvert and being a couch potato and being a shut-in. However, I prefer in-person podcasts so much. It's just in the same way when I used to, to interview people and write about it in print journalism, I always in print journalism. I said that in such a weird way. Back in my print journalism days, I always preferred an in-person interview. You just get so much more color and I believe my therapist refers to it as meta communication. So <clears throat> all the stuff that is communicated, not via words, but via how someone seems and I, I, you know, I just get a much better picture of who someone is, where they're at in that moment, and that guides me to my next question. And so doing it over Zoom, it just really feels like I'm not getting the I'm not getting what I depend on. So I've had to adjust. I'm playing the world's smallest violin. Hang on while I take a sip of something. Don't say anything funny lest I blow it out my nose. Yeah, I feel like I've adjusted though. And I think that my first, the first one that I put up on YouTube, because now I'm 
using YouTube again, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. I've had a channel there for a while and I just let it kind of lie fallow or lay fallow. Which is it? Does anyone know? Some people do know, but not, not I, um, I have started putting up my Monday show interviews, which you're probably like, yeah, I know I'm listening to a Monday show. I know. But anyway, the first one I put up was Melissa Gilbert, and I forget why. Why did I choose that one to put up? Maybe I had finally purchased lights and a backdrop or something, uh, or I just had I had committed at that point to like, I'm not having anyone in person for a long time, so I may as well just come around. Am I resentful of it? I don't know. Yeah, so that's that. I could go through, but... Uh, and then I had Justin Willman, Essie Cup, Jerry O'Connell, Jamie Lynn Sigler, Ben Sheehan, Bob Saget, Bob Bryan, Alexa Bliss, Katie Morton, Tim Heidecker, Stephanie Whittles Wax, Annie Letterman. Oh, wow. Was Annie Letterman my last? I guess she's the last one of 2020. And then next week is Ralph Garman, which I've already recorded. So lots to look forward to in 2021. Uh, On my Thursday show, same week that Ralph Garman is on, I'm going to have Jenna Al and Jeff Fox and maybe Daniel and maybe Greg Heller. I'm not sure. Um, And I've got all sorts of great people booked for the Thursday show. My Thursday show is booked to like mid-February. Monday show, not quite as much. I do enjoy doing the show with Daniel and taking your calls, but I also enjoy having guests. This has been a look back at a year that I am still processing. I know that people have made the distinction or person whose name I forget has made the distinction between people who have been inconvenienced. Like it's one thing to be inconvenienced by COVID and it's another thing to be I'm trying to remember what the verb he used was. You royally screwed, in essence. Uh, you know, made, uh, just demolished by it. And I am very lucky in that we have been, we've been inconvenienced by it. We've not been, again, searching for this word. You know, there are people who have it way worse and I feel very grateful and very fortunate and, and still anxious. So I don't mean, I'm sorry that I'm in this like pissy mood right now. Um, yeah, I feel like it's not really deserved because it's really not that bad, but it's tough. It's a tough time. It's a tough, confusing time. I think that our brains and our psyches And why am I making a distinction between the two? I don't know. We don't really know how to process it. And it's just been going on for a really long time. And the numbers are really bad right now. Can I just say a quick thing about my former employer? I know people people enjoy the former employer chat. Uh, So you know that he's been doing all these really irksome, tweets where he calls people who are like afraid of getting COVID. He calls them pussies. And he talks about how, uh, the, you know, the survival rate is this. So blah, 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 blah. And, um, but 
he was caught on TMZ twice now dining at outdoor dining places that are refusing to shut down, but he's wearing a mask. I don't know if both times. I saw a still um, that someone had tweeted me of one where he's wearing a mask. And I know from talking about Brian that he's recording remotely. So I'm confused. Like, how much does he truly not believe it? Is, uh, let, me, let me explain what I'm saying. How much does he truly not believe COVID is something to worry about? Why is he wearing a mask? By his logic, doesn't that make him a pussy? I don't get it. And then also, someone tweeted this to me. Uh, so last week, I talked about this recurring Adam Carolla show, Dream I Have, where it's present day. I'm no longer with the show, but for whatever reason, I'm either back at the studio or it's like a live show and I'm there and I'm going to be performing with them. Um, and there's always this sense in my dreams between Adam and me of like all this affection and like forces are pulling us apart, but there's truly this affection between him and me. Like we both appreciate what we had and like the chemistry and this is not in a romantic way, but like obviously like the, the, on the show, the chemistry or whatever that we had and this sense that I'm still appreciated by the show. And I've been trying to figure out why, why in my dreams is he never the dick that I know him to be? And Daniel's theory is like, and this is, you know, I think Daniel's right. He's not, you got to figure out what it is that he's representing in your dreams. This is not really a dream about Adam Carolla. It's a dream about something in some part of me or something in my own life that's, you know, my brain is using him. That's like the dream language. It's not about him, which I think is very true. But also all the like, shitty things that happened between him and me, it never happened to my face. It was, you know, done via, he was always, he was like, never, well, was he ever a jerk to me? Sometimes on air, I felt like he was a jerk to me, but off air, he was never a dick to me maybe unfriendly or cold at times, but for the most part, you know, like when I went to talk to him about stuff that I was, I, well, I don't want to go into all the details, but like you guys have heard me talk before. Like I went to talk to him about the whole Amazon thing and he was like, oh, that's an August thing. Don't worry. Like he was totally nice about it. So I just believed it. So anyway, I think that there's this, there's a, di- there's a, a, um, a gulf between who I know him to be and who I, what I experienced him as. And so I'm wondering if that's why he's always sort of, there's a pleasantness in my dreams. But anyway, someone tweeted, texted, tweeted, excuse me, someone showed me this tweet exchange um, where I, I forget what this, this woman was like, you know, why are we taking COVID advice from Adam? Something like that. And he's like, uh, something, he said something like, I'm going to Mastro's to have a steak. Enjoy your TV dinner, bitch. And I was like, holy shit. What a dick. 
And something about the level of hostility just directed at a listener or a person on Twitter, not directed at, you know, a, a public official, just directed at a rando in that made me go, oh, I think that thing that that thing in me that hasn't fully accepted who he is, just it just switched. I don't I think that will be the end of me ever having those kind of dreams again. So I, I believe that that part of my psyche has woken up. So that's good. Thank goodness. Let's take another call. Oh my God. I've yammered on for close to an hour. Let's take another call. And by the way, if there's any call that I don't get to, I will save these and play them another time. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep this under a minute. This is Megan from New York. Um, I was calling because I wanted to tell you guys that I had COVID um, back in the day, um, back in May. And I know you guys were asking about, or Allison, you were asking about people who had COVID and it wasn't that serious. That was definitely me and my experience. Um, but quarantine has been crazy. Um, I had COVID back in May, right after I got furloughed in April, then got uh, pregnant in July, had a miscarriage in July, um, and now I'm pregnant again right after I just started a new job. So quarantine has been crazy, um, but listening to you and Daniel has made it a lot better. So again, Daniel, this is Megan, um, but just wanted to let you guys know that quarantine has been bananas, but covid at least was not the worst for me. I was just a little tired. So, okay, bye. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for calling in. Um, And I'm so sorry to hear about your miscarriage, but congratulations on being pregnant again. I believe you, uh, if you're the Megan I'm thinking of, I think that you were on the Zoom party earlier and I chatted with you, but you didn't mention the pregnancy. So congratulations. Uh, also, I have to say that I take these calls on, I have a Google voice number. That's what you're calling. And it transcribes the message. Again, I don't screen these. It transcribes them though. And what it, what it says, that, what it thinks that you were saying is I was calling because I want to tell you guys that I had bought a Corvette back in the day, back in May. So as I started playing this, I was thinking, huh. I mean, I like to know about people's cars and stuff, but it's weird that you're calling to tell me about a Corvette. I mean, not that weird, but you're not. You're calling to tell me about COVID. So I'm glad that it wasn't that bad for you. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Who else do we have? Hello, Allison and Daniel. My name is Naomi. I'm calling from northern Minnesota, Bemidji to be specific. Um, We're doing pretty okay. Um, My husband is an EMT slash also a firefighter slash also works a full-time job at our hospital. Um, So he's first up to get the vaccine potentially tomorrow morning, but for sure Monday morning. So a little anxious about that, but hopefully it'll keep him safer and all of us safer in the long run. Our boys are older, so we haven't had too many little kid issues, but still stressful. 17 and 22, 22-year-old decided this was a good time to get his first ever super duper serious girlfriend. So 
it's been fun. I hope you guys are staying safe out there. It looks really scary. Everybody stay safe and healthy. Merry Christmas. Thank you for calling in, Naomi. Uh, that's that's awesome that your husband is getting the vaccine. I hope that he got it, and I hope that he did not have bad side effects. And I hope he enjoys his his sterilization and his microchip. You know that's what they're doing, right, guys? Of course I'm kidding. That's what some people believe. Not I. I'm all about getting that vaccine just as soon as possible. Um, were this a back-and-forth call, I would want to know, did you ever live in Canada? Because I feel like I heard an aboot. But maybe that's just a little bit of a Minnesota accent. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Uh, let's hear this one. Hey, Allison. This is Katie. I'm calling because back in April, I called having a really hard time, but a good family friend was in the hospital with COVID and was not doing well. And um, I called you back to let you know he's doing better. He was a nurse and um, caught it at work. And I wanted to give a final update that he was vaccinated yesterday and is volunteering to administer vaccines to other healthcare workers. And I feel incredibly hopeful despite our current surge in cases here in LA County. Um, I'm very excited for these vaccines. I hope when they're available to you, you guys get them. And um, thank you for helping me get through this horrible time. Okay. And this is Katie again. That was for Daniel. Bye. Daniel will be so overjoyed when he finds out that everyone is adhering to the quants method for leaving your name both at the beginning and at the end. I'm so glad to hear, Katie. Thank you. I don't know if I ever finished my thought from before that I am still processing this year. I feel like I, you know, because I feel like we're still in the middle of this and it's gotten really bad, but there's this light at the end of the tunnel because of the vaccine. So I don't know. And to be honest, and by starting something with, to be honest, it really suggests I'm just full of shit the rest of the time. I'm a little bit nervous about Owen having a tiny fever. I suspect it's just teething or a cold, but how did he get a cold? It does none of it makes sense. Um, you know, I someone mentioned during the Zoom party before that she had worn a mask all the time and only got deliveries, and yet she got COVID. So it's or someone else thought they got it from the mail. I was under the impression that you can't get it from packages. There's no cases that they know of where it's been transmitted via a surface. But then Daniel and I were talking about, again, neither of us are doctors, not even a little bit. Uh, But Daniel was like, that's why you don't hear them emphasizing hand washing anymore. And I was like, but you do hear them emphasize hand washing all the time. But if you can't, if it's not, if the surface situation is not a fear of it being transmitted, just take the words I said and put them in the right order and make them make sense in your head. If there's, if we don't need to be worried about that, then why are we washing our hands all the time? I have gone back to now feeling like we should be worried about groceries and mail uh, just because of the potential uh, transmittability of this new variant of which I haven't even read the articles. I guess I'm a little bit anxious. I'm a little bit anxious. That's how I'm doing. Listen, this episode was weird. 
It wasn't what I hoped it was. It was some other different special thing. I feel that I have been petty, cranky, wordy, maybe a little bit valley girl even with my likes and ums, which I'd like to get rid of. By the way, Elliot's new thing. So he's in the in this phase where he wants you to watch him all the time. Watch this, mommy. Look at me, mommy. Watch this. Watch this. Mommy, watch. But he goes... Watch this, mommy. Not Peppa Pig British, but it's mommy and daddy. Watch this, mommy. I know it sounds a little bit Australian the way I say it, but it really, it sounds, I think it might be a valley thing. I don't know. Mommy and daddy. And then, so he goes, watch this. Look at me, mommy. Look at me. And then Owen goes, what this, what this. What this? It's cute. Um, yeah, so I've been all those things. And did I mention my hair's curly right now? It's curly and frizzy. It's not my natural curl. I curled it, but then I brushed through it, and now it's frizzy. So, man, I can't win for losing, and I don't even know what that means. But it is that time where I've got to get Tony this file so he can turn it around and then I can put it up for you guys to listen to. I hope you don't lose too much respect for me. Um, listen, I love you guys so much. Thank you for being the best listeners in the universe. If you're struggling, I get it. Uh, it sounded like I was going to give out a number or something, right? I don't have a number at hand. Just find a number. Um, you, you can Google and find some numbers. I didn't mean, uh, I didn't mean in a severe way, but obviously in a severe way. Does no one do anything stupid right now? And by that, I mean, don't make any big decisions. We're all in sort of a like suspended traumatic episode, I think. Uh, So stick around. A decision like coloring your hair, cutting your hair, moving, I think that's all fine. But I just mean don't make any final decisions. Uh... Do I need to spell out what I'm saying? I'm saying don't take your life, people. Don't, uh, don't do anything like that. Stick around because you're important and we need you. And it's a real weird left turn I took with that, but I just know that it's like a very tough, depressing time right now. Uh, but I do think things are going to get better soon. I didn't mean to get so serious. I didn't mean to get all serious on you. I meant to end the show on a lighter note. One where I'm just castigating myself uh, and telling you how much I love you. I love you. You're the best listeners in the world. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. If you haven't reviewed the show or even if you have, it helps people find it. So please consider doing that again uh, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Again, Patreon. I'm on Cameo. Nice little January pick-me-up would be a cameo from me to someone. I promise I'll be less cranky. And uh, and that Amazon shop that I mentioned earlier, amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Okay, you guys, uh, all new Thursday show coming at you. It's going to be Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy. They were on around this time last year, I think. Am I right? 
I think so. And they are delightful. So listen, thank you, Tony, for everything this year. Thank you, you guys. I love you so much. And I mean, you know, I'm gonna let you behind the, the curtain just a tiny bit. You know that my sign off used to always be I love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. And then because I feel like people need to hear it right now, I started saying I love you. Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. But I've been feeling like it's a little clunky and I've been wanting to take the, I've been thinking about just going back to the old one, taking out the you matter, but I brought it up on Patreon and there are some people recommended like going back and forth one week, you matter, one week, I love you. But there are people who are like, I need to hear it right now. And I get it. And I'll sacrifice. You know, I like to think of my mouth and my words as like a Ferrari, but I'll sacrifice the sleek Ferrari-ness of my mouth and words to let you know that you matter. So here we go. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.